Okay. Quiet in the library? What a sci-fi Saturday night. Oh, that's right. I, uh, listen, and this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West and AdamWest.com. Don't forget that. AdamWest.com, we have so many goodies for you. Hi, this is Doug Jones, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I know. Hi, I'm Rachel Bloom. And you know, the only thing better than reading Ray Bradbury is listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Giddy up. This is Elizabeth from BrownCoatsMovie.com, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Hi, this is Steve Bissett. I'm the guy that used to draw Swamp Thing for DC Comics. You know, now that all the drive-in theaters have been torn down, there's only two things to do on Saturday. Either stay in bed or listen to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And on the best of all Saturdays, you can do both. Tune Good in. news, everyone. Spoilers. Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Good evening and welcome everybody to Binary Day. It is 1111 edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51, picking confetti off the aliens and feeding them raw Alka-Seltzer. I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight from the Alston Brighton Helmoth, our technical wizard, kitten herder and silent contributor. It's Kriana and the mistress of the metaphor, the Zombrarian. Did you like my look back on 2010 introduction? It's a very good introduction to what is going to be a look back at 2010 episode. Well done. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, Mr. Hangover himself, Illustrator X. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and the love he's feeling next to him, his reanimated Princess of the Damned, the sweetheart of Typo Negative, the dead redhead. Good evening, and for the starting tonight, I just want to give a shout-out to all of our peeps in Pennsylvania. We love all you guys. And also a big thank you to Louis is here, one of our Twitter fans, who Twittered a big hello to the dead redhead on her birthday, and nobody Aww. else did. Thank you, Louise. Kisses. <laughs> From Outpost Gallifrey in Indiana, our Midwest Crop Circle investigator and young prince of the underworld, awake by Java. As if... A million voices cried out and were suddenly silenced. And from the vast crypt and mausoleum inside the Harry Potter Pavilion, welcome to our producer, Drew. Hello, hello. Our guest tonight is Chad Ciccone. Chad, how are you, my friend? I am great. I got nothing better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're entitled to have nothing better than that. Uh, <laughs> Chad, you're going to be with us for the entire show tonight. The second half of the show, we're going to be talking about your new Kickstarter project. But for the first half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, it's the best and worst of 2010. When we look back in anger... At... <laughs> exactly. When we look back in anger at 
what the year gave us and what the year pulled out of our mouth like a rotten tooth. <laughs> so I think I want to start with, uh, I don't know, the movies, which they say are dying now. The Blu-ray is uh, so readily accessible and ridiculously expensive. I think uh, the well, A-tracks are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Dome, because you'll always have 3D. Awesome. Yeah, I think I'll poke my eyes out with knitting needles now. I have some knitting needles you could borrow. Oh, thank you. Yes, I understand that uh, the dead redhead has so much fun at those uh, those 3D movies. Yeah, no kidding. My inner ear just loves it. <laughs> Anyhow, best movie of the year. My vote, uh, for lack of a terrific cast and a great, great script and some really, really nifty effects, I'm going with Inception. I thought it was one of probably one of the most well-done genre movies I've seen in a long time. You know, that's that's my pick, too. I thought it was a great movie, uh, really interesting and different. It wasn't the same, um, you know, same kind of science fiction movie that we've seen over and over again. So. You, you know what I liked about it most of all? And I'll just be very quick about it. The best four minutes of it was not the freaking trailer. That's true. And that can't be said about a hell of a lot of other movies this year. Kriana. I, I got Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the lightning thief. And you know why? No, oh, why is that? Because <laughs> Who wasn't in that movie? I don't know. Who wasn't in that movie? I don't know. Uma Thurman <laughs> was in that movie. It was awesome. Okay. Was crazy awesome. And, like, who doesn't like a bit of good Greek mythology every once in a while? Better than well, Clash of the Titans. Oh, good lord. Virtually well, everything was better than Clash of Looking the out your window was better than Clash of the And you know what? I'm seeing all these goddamn comic book movies. You whoa, whoa. Oh, Hang hey, on. There goes my vote. My <laughs> <laughs> vote, Iron Man 2, was the best movie of 2010. And why is that? That wrestler guy was in it. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey wow. Rourke. Whatever. Wow. So that guy. He was easy. Like a pick right there. Like, how much better does, like, a wrestler, a bird, and what's his name who plays Iron Man? What's his name? Good good call. Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. He's kind of a jerk, but, like, he's playing Tony Stark, so it's, like, typecasting. True. <laughs> God. No. I thought Iron Man, too. You're up. I, I picked Jonah Hex because I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, that's absolutely damning. That is possibly, <laughs> you know, if, if, if there weren't two worse movies than that, that would have been my worst movie. <laughs> Jonah Hex was cute. No, it wasn't. He was. It, what was wrong with Jonah Hex? It Wait. wasn't Sky High. It was. Okay, <laughs> Sky High was really cute, too. Shut Wait up. a minute. It was a comic book <laughs> Western movie. Did it have Megalita Loveless? No, it did then not. Then it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Did you have that hot girl? What's her name? Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah, I had Megan Fox. Her and hair. Her boobs were Who can't yeah, act her way out of a paper bag? Best movie ever. Boobs. She's hired cleavage. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Agree. Shut up. <laughs> I like explosions and wrestlers. Well, there fine. Were <laughs> there, were, there were some pretty good explosions. Several. Mm -hmm. Lots of gore. I like gore. 
Speaking of gore, dead redhead. Speak, speaking of dead redhead, yes, speaking of gore, <laughs> go ahead. I kind of had a tie, although Machete kind of overtook Kick-Ass. I loved Kick-Ass. I want to be Hit Girl with that question. And Machete, is it was exactly what you expected it to be. It was a lot of people having a lot of fun with a very silly script that actually got some diversity training in on it. How that happened, I don't even know. But I was clapping. I was cheering. I, I loved Machete. And then Kick-Ass was just way too fun to watch. Can, can I just say one thing about Kick-Ass? I, yeah. I kind of agree with you about Machete. If, if that's the kind of movie you're really into, then yeah, I can understand that. With Kick-Ass, I really just wanted to wash your mouth out with soap repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's 14. That was Nicolas Cage's best performance Wait. in years. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Nicolas Cage saw that movie. Yeah, what, what exactly does that say? <laughs> this is the year that, that Dome had his campaign to clean up Sci-Fi Saturday Night. So <laughs> if, that lasted all about one will, seconds. But, if know. everyone will please open That was our New Year's mind. resolution that's already gone down the hall. Oh, oh fuck. I mean, damn it. <laughs> Whore bitch. Oh. <laughs> Here it goes again. Yeah. Okay, now now let's bring in our guest who's who's probably terrified at this point. Chad? <laughs> well, I didn't see nearly as many movies in 2010 as I did in 2009, but of the ones I did, I wanted to give a little love to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows for, in my view, being the Empire Strikes Back of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can give Harry Potter a little love. I'll permit that. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it was close to the novel. Well, yeah, I mean, they they finally figured out. Now that we're at the end of the series, they figured, you know, if we just take the books and split them into two <laughs> movies apiece, it actually is the book. Just follow the source material. Yeah, that's exactly. right, exactly. <laughs> but you know what else? Too, this is a franchise that's gone what six, seven, eight, nine years at this point, and they've done. At just, least a, a really credible job. <laughs> They've done a credible job all the way through. They really have. Kind of. Well, yeah, the Star Trek movies were junk by this point. So the fact that Harry Potter at least is maintaining some quality movies, and in fact some of the later movies are better than the earlier ones, i got to tip my hat to that franchise. I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. They made some major mistakes with, and I stopped watching yeah, me too. But hearing all this buzz about Deathly Hallows is making me reconsider. <laughs> She's I might watch considering people. I mean, I, at least it was cast really well, and I can forgive like book changes because that's one of the few books I've actually read. Well, I really thought you were just going to say castrated, but I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, especially because all the actors are castrated, wow. I think it really helps with their performance. <laughs> you well, know, it might have been something about Daniel Radcliffe and those horses. I was going to say, Whoa. I was going to say, it won't be. Let's like, not go there. Okay. okay. Daniel Radcliffe you know, in Gelding. If we keep up at this level, we're going to be on until about 10.30 tonight. All right, all right, all right. Worst movies. Mine was Tron. I hated it. It was lame. No, it's nowhere near as... for you. Lame. <laughs> have an original idea. Hollywood. Thank you. It's, it's nowhere near as lame as Skyline was. When you it's talk about having Skyline. the best four minutes of the film on the trailer... Oh, boy. The trailer for Skyline had the best 30 seconds of the movie, and that was it. I've never even heard of Skyline. 
Yeah, I've never heard of it either. Yeah, neither have I. Is that the neither one with the vacuuming people up? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you that one. I'll tell you that was fairly recent, just in the last month or so, wasn't it? It was about yeah. about two and a half months ago. Is I think it came out in September. It's the one they showed the uh, in the trailer. They showed these what looked like bombs coming down on L.A. These blue trails of yeah, I bombs. I've never heard of that one. And yeah. I remember the the ads. And then they were vacuuming people up. Right, by the and it, it was just horrifyingly <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a repo. good. It wasn't even a good B movie. It was a Z movie. Uh, yeah. So it was boring. And it was boring and stupid. Uh. If you can sit there and just laugh at it, you know you're in trouble because it's not supposed to be funny. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> well, Speaking of movies that um, I wish that I hadn't heard of, Predators. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Predators was horrible. I mean, if 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 you could oh, take, take a movie that is really really good and then make another movie that isn't that's kind of related to it, that's what Predators is. Uh, it's just it was uh-huh. just it was just bad. It so- wasn't. It, it didn't have anything from the original Predator movie that made it good. And then didn't they, like, change things from the trailer to the actual movie that made it lamer? Yeah. Nice. You know, it, it, the trailer looked awesome, but then the movie wasn't. So, it, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like 95% of, you know, 90, 95% of movies that are made these days. The trailer looks awesome. Movies. Well, yeah, but it, it went even further than 90% of movies, because at least in 90% of movies, the stuff in the trailer is actually in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, it may be deceptive, and, you know, they may be the best parts, but the thing for Predators was that the stuff they put in the trailer didn't make it to the movie, <laughs> or was changed. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So the, the, the line goes, Predator, Alien Predator, Predators. Oh no no! Let's not forget the cinematic masterpiece Predator Two. Oh, that's aliens true. Versus all right, moving on from Predator. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. for all vampire fans out there, my worst movie was Twilight Eclipse because you can't stare directly at it. <laughs> nice, very nice. My nice God, tomorrow. it's full of stars. <laughs> it's so sparkly, and and I think a werewolf ran by, and what the hell freak town are they living in? Yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> oh, good I think it's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Well, the author is Mormon, so they must be in that one state, right? Utah. Utah, yeah. Make fun of course, Utah. Let's as, alienate all of our listeners in Utah right now. <laughs> we don't have any listeners in Utah. In <laughs> Zombrarian. Um, well, I almost saved this for my worst disappointment, but I was hearing all these wonderful things about the twist at the end of Shutter Island. Yeah, there is one. You get bored and leave the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, and I thought that I had called the twist when I saw the trailer, um, and everyone told me, oh no, there, there is no possible way that you called this twist just from the trailer, and then I watched the movie, and I had called the twist just from the and yeah, then it was lame. And that was too bad. But the good thing was that I had really good um, mozzarella sticks while I watched it. Yeah, we went to the really cu- cool theater. That was the positive for Shutter Island. Yeah, that was mozzarella about it. Sticks. Yeah. 
That's about it. Yeah, that was really it. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio attempted a Boston accent. That was funny. Illustrator X. Worst movie of the year. Uh, you know, collectively, anything that Sci-Fi Network put out this past year, the Sci-Fi wow. Network. So basically, the year of the Sharktopus. Sharktopus. Everybody what? drank Sharktopus. Sharktopus. Hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Didn't they do one with Felicia Day? Oh yeah, they did a couple of them. Where I refuse to this. acknowledge that anything with Felicia Day in it is on a worst list of anything. I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge that Felicia Day is worth anything. Whoa! Whoa. Oh, now. Oh my God! She plays the same character in anything, and the only reason people like her is because she's a she's got boobs and she knows about geek stuff. Okay, first of all, she doesn't have boobs that are that big. Here's my point: Why is she worth anything? She can't say. She's really that cute. Act, and she's not that interesting. Hold on, have you have you watched the Guild? Entertained. Do you? Does any of you? Do any of you guys watch the Guild? Yes, I love web series. That's one of my That's favorites. not funny. I think that's quite funny. And she writes that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've only seen her in Dr. Horrible and that internet video. Moving on to TV. <laughs> TV. Yep. Keep this keep this train rolling here. <laughs> yes. Best Agreed. TV for me. I've got a toss up between two very divergent genre pieces. Uh, the first one, and I'm sure to get a lot of heat about this, is, is a show on ABC called No Ordinary Family. That show sucks. <laughs> I second that motion. Moving That's on. That's like the lamest show on the. It's like let's try to be superheroes, but let's really half-ass it. The the not so fantastic four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at math now. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'll take the hit on that because I really like the show. But you, you my like other mom, you think she's hot? I actually yeah. agree with yeah, but I liked her a lot more when she was on uh, uh, Buffy. Darla. Yeah, when she was Darla, she was a lot hotter. Yeah. But I also really think this may be the best season Fringe has had so far. And this season yeah. of Fringe may be the Fringe best. Fringe has been fantastic. It's just it really so, has. so good. Out right now, with the exception of what's going on on AMC. Yes. And, okay. and I think that that belongs all by itself, to be honest with you. All right, now... At this point, I'm going to say, screw you, Illustrator X, because I love David Tennant. What? So do I. Well, you said the death of the Tenth Doctor was the most awesome TV. Why? Right. That episode, the last David Tennant episode, to me, I mean, I personally thought that for TV as a series, I got to agree that Fringe, I thought, had the best overall uh, season this past year. But the that last... Tenth Doctor episode blew me away. It was something else. I'll it was. It was. You know, and, and you know that was the first week of 2010. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. It was like, oh, we're in for a hell of a year. <laughs> okay, but then I will have to say that Doctor Who is my favorite TV this year because as much as I love David Tennant, Matt Smith picked up the pieces of my broken heart on the floor, <laughs> and then with a goofy grin, glued them all back together. He does have a weird, right like, weird-looking face that does kind of look like it's been glued together. Wow. And the bow ties. Now, a lot of our listeners <laughs> hey, don't know Hey, the bow tie's cool. Right. I didn't say they weren't. Not only I that, agree. but Kriana has been wearing a fez for every episode <laughs> of Sci-Fi Saturday Night this year. And That's Amy true. Pond is really hot. Just hey, saying. Fezes are cool. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know if you guys caught the end of the 
the Doctor Who Christmas special? Yes, I did. did. Did you see the scenes from this? Oh, my gosh. Holy crap, does it look good. Yep. This next season is going to be so awesome. I just, I, I, I can't even help myself. This, just, the stuff well. that Matt, Matt Smith shot in Arizona looks so good. Yeah. I'm wearing a Stetson, Stetson now. Stetsons are cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the very, very last shot, I don't know if you caught it because it was very quick, was an alien gray. No, that I missed. Uh, very, very last shot. It lasted all of about two seconds. And I burned it onto a DVD so I could frame it and run it frame by frame. And it was an alien. It was a classic alien gray. Oh, boy. So, what year uh, were they in New Mexico? <laughs> it, I believe it was the late 40s, early 50s. So uh, it compared- now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, we know that was the Ferengi, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, don't mention it earlier, but um, I think the best television right now has to be The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's yeah. it, it, it almost doesn't count as television. It's almost an entirely different. It's almost like a movie, uh, yes. or, or um, I'm, I'm you know it, I don't even know. It's just it's so good. Uh, it's and- so much different and better than anything else that's on right now because they're taking risk after risk, writing incredibly sh- good show after show. They're not willing to not take chances original zombies very oh. original hey 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 i mean you know no more as far as zombies people. go yeah you know but it's not it's about just... the zombies it's about the people and it's yeah. always walking dead has always been and, about the people not the zombies and and honestly they're not afraid to to make it different than the than the uh you know the comic it's they've already it, done right. that yeah repeatedly it's they they rec- the writers and the and the directors and the producers of the show recognize that this is a different genre. It's a different medium, and so it, the story needs to be told in a different way. And so they they're doing that. I I'm it, it just makes I'm going to go back and watch it again because we got this big you know lull right now. I'm going to go go watch it again uh, just because I love it so much and I can't wait to see the next season. Done it already, and it, it loses nothing by the second, third, and fourth viewing. In fact, it's one of those things where as you watch it, you pick up little things that you missed the first couple of times through. The, it's very, the depth of what they've done is very, very rich, and it's very fluid. It's, it's a wonderful show. Uh, hey, Drew. Going to Drew. So I picked Psych because it's the only other show I watch besides How I Met Your Mother. It was a closer one to crap woman. I know. I'm like trying to get an education, so it's hard. You could have picked Castle. I don't watch Castle. I'll give Psych. No, not many TV shows have had the cojones to do a tribute to Twin Peaks, and I will give. It was great. I will give a shout out to Psych just for doing the Twin Peaks episode. The best part about the best part about Psych was they diss the mentalists all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because the Mentalist yeah. is just a ripoff of Psych. Mm-hmm. And they no, will openly trash it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Zombrarian. I really believe that Warehouse 13 what? has totally hit its stride this season. And I am more into it than I was Wait. ever before. Zombrarian? What, dear? 
You need to come closer to the microphone. Yes, come closer, my darling. Ah. Closer, closer, closer to the, to the mic. mic. <laughs> I liked Warehouse 13. <laughs> because it is awesome. Um, no, I really think that they have done a great job um, like developing characters as well as plot. And I also have to give an honorary mention to Matt Smith because he did not suck. <laughs> and everyone expected him to and you know that he's, took a lot. He's his own and, doctor. He's very sweet. He's much sweeter than David Tennant was. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to Amy Pond's thighs. Yes. <laughs> Hello. I don't think you want to give a shout out. <laughs> is that is that last name hyphenated? Is that Pond's dash thighs? <laughs> or perhaps should I'll agree be. with Warehouse 13. That has been so fun. I mean, no, I'm not going for Amy Pond's thighs. Um, <laughs> Warehouse 13 has been very, very fun. And they've kept it. It is well written. It's still fun, though. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yep. It's been a good year for TV, actually. Well, and, and I didn't put it in, but Glee also did do a Rocky Horror episode. Yes, they which did. Which is science fiction. Yeah, we're all bleaks here. Yeah. Lee's yeah. yeah. awesome. So. Still not a fan of that episode. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Well, a chick playing Frankenfurter just bothers the hell out of me. And a teacher <laughs> playing Rocky. All right, all right. We talked about right. this already. Moving on. Right. So Moving on. I, I had to go with uh, Dome, at least the second half of what Dome was talking about with Fringe. I still, I'm so entranced with Fringe. I get excited to know that the DVR has got Fringe on there for me. The other thing I wanted to do is give a shout out to the Hub Channel Station, whatever they are. Hey, Hub people, for starting to do do the whole run of the '60s Batman because I am a '60s Batman person, and seeing. Julie Newmar as Catwoman again has been the highlight of the second half of my year. Well, not just Julie Newmar, but Lee Merriweather as well. Oh, my God. No, yes. just, <gasps> oh, no. my God. Yes. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> Julie, okay, don't start being creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it a rest. No. Chad, what do you got? I went with, well, uh, I was tempted to put Firefly, since as far as I'm concerned, it's the best TV of any year until I see something better. Oh. But Ooh. I went with... Brown I, I went with uh, Archer. Uh, <laughs> really? Which, which oh. I thought was one of the funniest things I've seen in quite some time. It's the most raunchy, funny, animated thing. I think it's on, what is it, on Spike Network? I don't even remember. I think it's on Fox, isn't it? And I'm FX? thrilled. I'm thr FX. It's on FX. That's right. And I'm thrilled that it's coming back uh, for season two. I think starting in January. But didn't you think Frisky Dingo was better? I uh, never watched that. <laughs> uh, same guys. Same guys. They did the other show, Frisky Dingo, and I just thought Frisky Dingo was a little more. Say it one more I don't, time. Yeah. For, say it again. But Frisky Dingo. Thank there you. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now as far as worst TV, I think ninety percent of us agree. Small. Okay, let's let's go very quickly. Smallville. Smallville. Brianna? Java. Drew. Sanctuary. Smallville. Oh. <laughs> Dead Redhead. I don't watch Smallville. 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 Okay. Smallville. Illustrator X. That damn soccer episode. They call of it football. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew we were getting, we're not going to be able to get him to go with Smallville. <laughs> not as long as the ex calls his grandmother on Friday nights after it's done. 
All right, we need to get a move on here, guys. I was going to yeah. say, we may just uh, do comics and leave the rest for next week. What do you say? Two-parter. Oh, well. Because it is now 8.30. We are at the halfway point. Uh, well, then let's just spin the wheel of fish and go from here. Was there All a right, wheel of fish? Uh, what's no, let's comics, do comics. comics. Let's do comics. Comics? Okay. Brianna. Java. All right. Uh, well, I just had to pick... Uh, Walking Dead, because I know that it didn't start this year, but yeah. I did read the entire series this year. So, for you, you know, it was Walking for me. Dead. It was for me. It was this year, and uh, and it, it's just fantastic in an entirely yes, different way from the television show. I agree yeah. with you. I started reading Walking Dead after I started watching Walking Dead, and I enjoy them in completely different ways. Yep. Yeah, and I just started reading them uh, last year. But, uh, wow, they're amazing. With a special shout-out to Frankie B. Washington, Zombies vs. Cheerleaders, which is just <laughs> cheesy damn fun and really cool. Drew? I picked Kill Shakespeare, where all of Shakespeare's tragedy guys yes. and some chicks fight Shakespeare, it sort of. Cool. Wow, that was inspired. <laughs> I want, I want, I'm so happy that Batwoman got her own series because I just think she is the coolest, coolest character that DC has put out for a while. Not to mention J.H. Williams III's artwork is to completely die for. And then my follow-up with that is a little thing called iZombie, which I don't know if a lot of people have heard of. But Mike Allred, who has done DC, Marvel, he, Mike Allred has worked with everybody. Uh, Dead Redhead has interviewed him in the past. He's a really nice guy. Um, and he's got this little thing called, I, I know, we're all zombied out, but it's really cute about this girl who works in a cemetery. And she's able to um, talk to characters because she has to go in and eat their brains. So, of course, I love it. But. <laughs> X. Uh, oh, no surprise here. Once again, Girl Genius, the webcomic, um, consistently like the best uh, steampunk I've ever read, one of the best comic series I've ever read of all time. Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I know I've got a new page of it, and it, it's. I, I hope it never ends. Phil and Kaya Folio are doing a fantastic job on this. Oh, yep. actually, I have a webcomic. Can I have a favorite webcomic? Sure. Knock yourself out. Darwin Carmichael is going to hell. Okay. Wow. So if he owes you money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's set in New York City where all sorts of mythical things exist. He has a pet manticore. Um, His best friend has um, this large karmic uh, load because her, her parents were saints. So she's going to heaven no matter what she does. She basically poops rainbows. And uh, Darwin Carmichael accidentally mm. made the Dalai Lama retarded, so... What? He's going to hell. Hey, Kriana? Yeah. We lost Drew. Dope. <laughs> if we're going to pop webcomics, I just want to do, uh, do a quick shout to uh, Freak Angels, which gets better and better every damn week. And it's just amazingly cool. That was the most terrifying experience. I was lost. There she is. Sombrarian. I have actually got to give it to our good friends at the Underverbs. I started reading them this year after we interviewed them um, for the how manyth time? 
and I, I love them. They're adorable and hysterically funny and um, very reminiscent for me of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, which was my very first comic book Yay! Mm-hmm. So, but in a completely adorable way instead Absolutely. of a gory way. So I'm giving it to the Underbirds this year. So it's like a whole cartoon of Gur the series? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Very much so. I'd watch that. I'd read that. So pick up the Underbirds. Don't you have a copy? Yes, I have the whole run. Yeah. I think most of us do at this point, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're fantastic. We love you, Underbirds. We absolutely yes. do. Chad? Chad? Uh, I went uh, mainstream uh, for to DC Comics uh, Wednesday Comics mm. for proving that mainstream comics are not yet completely devoid of creative thinking and the ability to go outside the box and try to do something new and different occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I was just really impressed with that series. I thought almost all the stories in it were high quality and the art and uh, the, the writing were top-notch, and it was oh my just a really interesting format. I also wanted to give a, a, an honorable mention to Chu just for having a very strange and interesting idea for a series. Speaking of eating brains. <laughs> really? Okay, I think we got to move to Wheel of Fish. Um, We're not doing our worst? Ah, screw it. Okay. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Can actually, we can actually pick this list up next week. And continue yeah. with it. Fair enough. But we're going to run out of time if we're not too careful because we've got uh, a thousand other things we were supposed to cover tonight that we're not. <laughs> so we only had one person comment on it last No, 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 no. Run we the have fish. Many run the wheel because oh. I, I have, we uh, you have to see what the All wheel right. picks are. And the winner with his response to Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Tonight is Maynard Winter. Maynard, you'll be getting an email from us later on, probably this evening. And you have won the holiday Darth Vader bobblehead. <laughs> God help you. <laughs> <laughs> and a number of other ridiculously odd gifts. Thank you. What, what what was that, sir? Bazinga. Thank you. Bazinga. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we got to get a better Bazinga. Sorry. That's okay. Got to get another Timmy. In any case, this brings us to the second half of our third show, or the third half of our second show, or wait. binary show's second half. I'm how do people, wow. wait, how do people win these fabulous prizes, and uh, what would be the criteria for this week? The criteria for this week will be Lights. to go to our website. Comment Make, on this show. Right? See, she knew. Yeah, she knew. See, there's no other criteria. And and what can they win tonight? Uh, I do believe Chad is going to be donating some of his artwork. That's right. Original what? artwork, folks. Originals. <laughs> Count it. Original artwork. Oh my god. From an actual. <laughs> thank you for the squee. You're from from an original artist <laughs> to an original listener. <laughs> And all you have to do to be entered to win is to leave a comment on the website about tonight's talk cast. And from the vast myriad of commenters, we will throw you all into the wheel of fish and no see what we get. No marsupials. 
wheel of marsupials. I'm sorry. <laughs> and someone will stick their hand in a pouch and see what happens. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. That's what she said. I'd heard that, actually. X, take it away, buddy. Well... Oh. <laughs> I think X just lost his voice for a moment. <laughs> he was stunned into silence. I love the way that happens. Reached into the pouch too soon. <laughs> no. no, as you know, a lot of the guests we have had on the past year have uh, been plugging their stuff on Kickstarter projects. And uh, tonight's guest is no exception. Tonight we ha- we're very happy to have Chad Sacconi on who has a new project on Kickstarter called Fracture. And with 13 days to go, he is getting close to his goal, but he could use a little more help. And uh, Chad, tell us about Fracture. Well, Fracture is a a new comic book that I am the artist on, and it comes out of a new um, group that I formed with several other guys this past year, uh, called Action Lab Entertainment. Uh, I've been, me and several others have been slaving away. Uh, your listeners have probably heard the story before, uh, doing independent comics and uh, printing them ourselves and going out to conventions and shows and selling a few hundred copies here and there. And uh, when I was at the Heroes Convention uh, last summer with several other guys who I have met and become friends with at a number of cons, we all sort of Sunday night after the show, we're sitting at the hotel bar uh, trying to brainstorm about how can we expand our audience? How can we take our work to the next level? How can we just uh, climb one more rung up the ladder of the comics industry? And uh, we decided to, instead of operating individually, to try to join forces and increase the quality of our books, the the professionalism of our production values, and to and to try to expand our audience by working together. So we formed this group called Action Lab Entertainment. We've got a a plan for the next three years to publish four or five books a year. Um, And our first book out of the pipeline that's going to go hopefully into the direct market is called Fracture. It's a a superhero book with a twist. It's written by a a writer called Sean Gabarine, who formerly... continues to have a small company called uh, Angry Gnome that does mostly horror comics, and this is his first foray into the superhero world and uh, uh, with art by me and colors by Dave DeWanch. Uh, the the kind of backstory uh, blurb on Fracture is that it's, uh, uh, there's a, our main character is a, a sort of average mild-mannered guy named Jeff who stumbles onto a plot by the city's supervillain, whose name is Malice, to assassinate the biggest hero in the city, whose name is Virtue. Uh, the twist for Jeff is, and he finds this out at the same time, that all three of these people happen to be him. So he, he, he has to figure out a way to stop himself from killing himself, and thereby gets in way over his head. Wow. Uh, <laughs> issue one is completed. Uh and we're working did on issue two early, right now. Did you say earlier that Philip K. Dick had written this story for you? <laughs> no. no. You might think big. so, but no. <laughs> nice. Now, I have to ask Chad, why in 
and I'm sure lots of people are thinking this economy, this time period where there's a lot of smaller companies going under and so forth. What made you guys think, you know, this is a great idea to start something new? Well, as far as we're concerned, it, it's not a risk for us, notwithstanding the economy, because everybody involved with Action Lab Entertainment loves comics and we were going to be doing it on our own anyway. So I'd be drawing comics whether or not I was working with these guys and trying to step it up and uh, go into the direct market. So I could, we all decided, well, we could continue doing what we're doing and, you know, keep going to the show and selling 200 copies and, and struggling along, or we can work together and try to ramp this up a little. So it, there's really no, no risk for us because it's the same amount of effort I'd be putting in if I was, you know, working with the other folks I was working with, me, just me and a writer. Uh, so I'm spending the same time on my drawing board, but now with these other guys, I've, we've got sort of an editing process on top of it and much more quality control. And uh, I think the book that I'm going to be associated with is much better quality than anything I've ever put out before. So that, to answer your question, for us, we didn't consider it a risk. Because, like I said, we'd have all been doing it anyway on our own. Nice. Nice. So you've got 13 days to go on the Kickstarter project. Um, the goal is $3,600, and you are at $2,800 right now with 83 backers. What are some of the things that um, our listeners can get if they contribute? Uh, well, we have a number of pledge levels, uh, starting at as low as $10. And uh, at the $10 level, you'll obviously get an acknowledgement, and we're going to print a special thank you section in the, in the uh, book itself, and your name will be listed in there as a supporter. And you'll also get a, a but, an Action Lab uh, limited edition commemorative button and uh, a free PDF copy of the book will be sent directly to you. And at $25 or more, um, there will be, let's see, I'm reading this off. <laughs> I'm reading off our Did list. Memorize this? <laughs> no, I'm afraid I, uh, the, the Kickstarter program itself was set up by our, uh, our president, whose name is Sean Pryor. I'm, I'm the artist on the book, so I didn't do the technical aspects of this. Uh, but uh, for 25 oh, I think at the $25 level is when uh, the contributor names will be printed in the in the book. I apologize for that. I think I misstated the 10. At the $50 level is when they start getting uh, real interesting. You get an exclusive signed copy of Fracture Number 1, and I will also be doing original color sketch cards uh, for all of the uh, $50 pledge level folks. And uh, at $60, I think that's for the international... For $100, you get a signed uh, sequential page from another one of the artists who, uh, uh, who was working with Action Lab on one of our other books called XO1 and the Rock Solid Steel Bots. You get an original uh, sequential page from that book and a black and white sketch card, card from Daniel Logan, who's one of the other Action Lab artists. At $120, uh, I think that's the international level. We had to put some different levels for U.S. and international pledges. For $250, if anybody wants to be extraordinarily generous, uh, you get uh, an 8x11 color head sketch by another Action Lab artist named Andrew Charpar. 
uh, you get an original sequential page from Fracture Number 1 from me, uh, an original penciled or ink page uh, that is in the book. Um, and you also get all the pledge, all the premiums from the earlier levels. And uh, I think we have one at a real high level for $500. You get an actual uh, 11 by 13 painting by another one of the artists uh, on our roster whose name is uh, John Williams. Uh, Super Ugly is his name. And his art is really, <laughs> really interesting and, uh, uh, and unique. And that would be totally worth it if you had $500 sitting there looking for uh, somewhere worthwhile to put it. And you can find all the details on this at our Kickstarter page. If you just go to the Kickstarter, the URL is quite long, but if you go to kickstarter.com and type either Fracture or Action Lab Entertainment into the search bar, uh, our page comes right up. And, and actually, uh, like, that link will be on our website. Great. Uh, right with this podcast. It's actually already in the website. We're putting Good. it together right now for you. <laughs> Excellent. And you mentioned that our goal is 3600 and that was calculated to be the amount we will need for printing, a solicitation, and uh, um, putting out issue number one. Uh, however, if we exceed that goal, that would be put towards issue two as well. So uh, if, you, if you get there and we're getting close, please continue to donate. And I think we're going to have something in the works in the next week or so uh, for perhaps a special additional incentive uh, if we're able to get beyond the thirty-six hundred dollars. Now, Chad, I, you know, I've also been to your to your personal website, chadsaconi.com, dot com, mm -hmm. and I see you do a lot of uh, in-store appearances and uh, conventions. You're going to be at Pittsburgh Comics in McMurray, Pennsylvania, on uh, January eighth, selling your sketch cards and so forth. Now, do you ever? I mean. Are you also doing special commissions to help raise money towards this? Like you mentioned Firefly earlier. Do you ever get like like uh, brown coats coming up to you asking, just like, <laughs> I'll give you 50 bucks to, uh, to do Jane? Sure. I'm always, I'm always open to commissions depending <laughs> on my schedule. Uh, I'm in the midst of uh, inking Fracture issue number two. Uh, but uh, I, I usually try to keep my commission list open. I'm working on a, one right now that I have the inks up on my – uh, art blog, chadsaconi.com. I'm working on the colors. Uh, I'm looking over at the color version of my artboard right now. Uh, and I always, uh, I'm open to doing anything from sketch cards up to 11 by 17, uh, pencils, inks, or colors. I have a, if you email me, I'll give you a range of prices. And uh, as you indicated, I am appearing at one of my local comic shops, Pittsburgh Comics, on January 8th. And mm -hmm. I'll be doing uh, $5.00 sketches uh, for uh, all that money will go to the Kickstarter project and I'll also have some original sketch cards there uh, and if you go to my art, art blog you can see a lot of examples of my sketch card work in addition <coughs> to comic book work I have done uh, a good deal of sketch card work over the last year and a half um, on a bunch of different sets I don't know if any of your listeners are sketch card fans but there's a lot of different sets that have come out and I've uh, I've done cards on uh, uh, Hack Slash set, uh, Voltron Woo! set. Uh, yeah, Frankie Washington. <laughs> oh yeah, he, I'm, I love sketch cards. I'm on a number of the sets <laughs> that Frankie's on. I've seen his work. He does great work. Chad, will you be doing anything over at Fan of the Attic? Uh, I don't have anything scheduled. <laughs> okay, I'm always open to it. out there. Come Very on, nice. set something up. <laughs> Chad, tell us a little bit about your history. I mean, you didn't start out being an artist. You don't have to necessarily tell us what you do in your real life. 
Um, but how did you start into <laughs> this? <laughs> how did you start down the comic? Wow, well, you made that book? sound really, really perverted there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, no, but, uh, you don't have to tell us what you do in real life, but well, you tell us what you really do. Well, I do have a day job, but uh, uh, I, I've been dabbling in art since you know I was in junior high and high school, and actually. Uh, redhead, you 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 probably witnessed some of it years and years ago when we were yes, during our D and D games. During our D and D games, <laughs> I was always the guy at the D and D games who was drawing everybody's characters. And back then, it was rather primitive. But I, I've over the years, and I'm I'm uh, I will give away my age. I'm over forty, and <laughs> over the years, my my group of friends from Hush high up, school. Kriana. <laughs> there go our my, demographics. <laughs> my group of RPG friends from high school, some of them have continued to stay together and <laughs> not continuously, but every couple of years we'll get together and say, all right, let's have another game. We've done superhero role playing, uh, a game called DC Heroes. We've done D&D periodically. Uh, we've done Traveler, science fiction role playing. And every, every couple of years when we get together and do a game and I continued my habit of drawing the character sketches over the course of the last 20 years doing that every time it's happened my character sketches have gotten better and better and better and five or six years ago I think it was at about 2005 2006 we did this again and I started doing the character sketches and I and I've continued to be an avid comic fan since that time I started realizing that in my sketches in comparison to the work I see in some of the comic books uh, I was beginning to get the notion that hey maybe I could draw a comic book I always had that in the back of my head, but I never thought I was good enough. And then just by default doing all the role-playing and the character sketching I was doing, I, I was kind of teaching myself and getting better. So around 06 or 07, I decided to really try to apply myself. I went and actually took a couple of art courses for the first time in my life and really decided instead of playing video games, you know, after my wife goes to bed at 10 o'clock and I'm up till midnight, I was going to try drawing and I just started drawing some comics. I hooked up with an art, uh, a writer in Great Britain who did a, some scripts for me, and we put together a, 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 a comic series called Baby Boomers, which your listeners could find at Marcosia.com. Uh, that's a, a UK comic company that um, worked out a deal with us where they're using Baby Boomers as a web comic, and that maybe I think that's going to be coming out this year as a as a hard copy version as well, and. I did some work for a company called PKD Media, uh, who is one of the guys involved in Action Lab Entertainment, a book called P Mercury and the Murd. Wait a minute. PKD Media? Yes, PKD Media. <laughs> Philip K. Dick Media? No, no, no. Wow, somebody has Philip K. Dick on the mind. No, the when, I, when I read the treatment of your, of, you know, a fracture, that's all I could think of is like, wow, this guy's a fan of Dick. No, the guy, the guy who had the little company... <laughs> The guy who had the little company called uh, PKD Media, uh, his name is Sean Pryor, and his uh, the, those initials were Pryor Knowledge something or other. Uh, I've forgotten what the D stands for, but that was that was basically one guy, a little tiny independent company, uh, and I did some work with him. And I, I around that time in 2008, I started going to a couple of conventions, uh, the Pittsburgh Comic Con, and then I got hooked up with uh, there's a podcast called Comic Geek Speak uh, out of Reading, PA. Um, they do a lot of promoting and they have a little convention that they put on, uh, for the last couple of years. And I went to that and it, it sort of snowballed to where I'm now really trying to seriously pursue, uh, comic art. 
Nice. Who are some of your favorite characters to draw, Chad? Well, I like, uh, you know, I you like... You seem to have a, a bent more towards Marvel than DC when you were doing your cards, but... That's that's true. I, I Growing up, I kind of leaned more towards Marvel than DC, although I, lo- I like Superman and Batman. And my art style is real... It's not real scratchy or, you know, not like Sankevich or anything with, with crazy scratchy inks. I'm very line-oriented. Uh, I lean towards... Uh, you know, Kevin McGuire is one of my heroes. I love the facial expressions. Uh, so I like doing, I like, I like drawing superheroes. Um, but I really enjoyed doing the Hack Slash set uh, just because, you know, Cassie Hack is quite attractive. It's always fun. I did another set called Fem Force, which is a bunch of, uh, you know, female superheroes from the 80s. Oh my god. I love Hex Slash. That's one of my comics that I read every month. Fem Force has not come out yet. I think they're coming out uh, early next year. I'm actually doing four or five additional cards right now um, for the Fem Force set. Uh, and there have been other sets, uh, you know, horror characters. I did a set called Dreamers of Darkness that's out right now uh, from a company called sadlittles.com. I'm stacking huh, Nice. Okay, now are you going to be doing uh, any other major cons in the year? We, I mean, we are the, the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con. We'd love to see you in Boston if you're heading that way. I have not made it up to Boston, and I don't know if that's on our schedule for the year. Action Lab Entertainment will be at a number of conventions this year. I personally am going to be at, uh, my plan is to be at the Pittsburgh Comic Con and uh, the Comic Geek Speak Super Show in uh, April in Reading. If your listeners don't know about that, check out uh, Comic Geek Speak. They put on a good little show. Uh, I also plan to be at the Heroes Con in Charlotte in, Ju- in June, and I think also the Baltimore Comic Con. For me, for me, it's a distance thing because I have a day job. Uh, I, I can't really get out uh, to travel to a lot of real distant cons, and I'm based in Pittsburgh, so... Pittsburgh show is my home show. Baltimore isn't that far. Reading isn't that far. Charlotte is the farthest one uh, I'm going to, and I, I really love the Heroes Con. I just love the uh, all the folks they have down there. Uh, this will be my third year at the at the Heroes Con. But uh, action, uh, representatives of Action Lab Entertainment will be at San Diego, at uh, New York, I believe, and a couple of other shows as well. Uh, Fracture is just the first of the books we plan to have out. Um, uh, this year, uh, the second one uh, that's also completed and also ready to come out is is uh, a book called Back in the Day, which is a time travel romance kind of story. <laughs> I've, I've read a PDF of it, and it's uh, it's about three aging high school buddies whose lives have gone in directions that they weren't really thrilled with, and one of them gains... It invents a time machine, and how they decide to use it is to go back to high school and try to, you know, each one of them tries to get the one that got away. Oh. They're not in a hot tub, are they, Jim? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not in a hot tub, no. Why not? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I, I agree. Adding a hot tub to almost any plot uh, has to be a plus. Yeah. I think but that's I'm why sad sad the shows keep getting canned. They do not have hot tub action. Not enough <laughs> damn hot tubs. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and just, hey. just for just for attribution, back in the day, is written by David Dewanch and penciled by an artist named Daniel Logan. 
So on our website, we will have, Chad, the link to the Kickstarter project, the link to your webpage, and a piece of artwork. Uh, actually, I uh, uh, have one of your sample sheets uh, for your uh, art cards, because mm-hmm. I think your cards are cool. There's yeah, some really, are. your DC cards are, you know, Wonder Woman card. But I, you know what I don't see? I don't, I don't see a She-Hulk anywhere. Uh, I've got a She-Hulk. Is there an Abe Sapien? I do not have an Abe Sapien, but I do have a She-Hulk there somewhere. I don't know if it's up on my website. I know I've, I know I've done She-Hulk a couple of times. Somebody is a huge fan of both She-Hulk and Harley Quinn. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I do, I do take sketch card commissions. Those are, those are easy for me. I can squeeze those in, in between my sequential pages. One other place that uh, your listeners can go to is the uh, Action Lab Entertainment website, which is actionlabcomics.com, and it has details uh, about Fracture and also Back in the Day and uh, some of the other things that we plan on having out shortly. Hey, Brian. Who? Illustrator. Come on, Go for it. Go. Here goes the secret identity. (laughs) Sounds like it's time for the coming up calendar here. Well, next week, sit back for the soothing sci-fi sounds of songstress Marion Call. And in the weeks ahead, we'll have more artists from the Boston Comic Con, as well as the return of our author special series. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con coming up on April 30th, 2011 and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew get their comics at Double Midnight Comics and Collectibles in Manchester, New Hampshire. Check out AnotherHeaven.com for the best selection of Asian and cult cinema DVDs and AdamsMedia.com Night's outro music provided by Zanoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. Dome. Our thanks to our guest, Chad Sacconi, part of the Action Labs Entertainment Kickstarter Project Fracture. All the stuff will be on the website for you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's binary day here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night. From the Alston Brighton Hellmouth outside of Boston, the sweetheart of the soundboard, and the mistress of the metaphor, Zombrarian and Kriana. Thank you so much, ladies. Smell you later. From the Four Color Vault of Comics, great thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. I have felt the love tonight. Good evening. Rod Post Gallifrey, gaming editor. Thank you, Java. I sense a disturbance in the force. And from her mausoleum to you, it's Drew. Thanks having you with us again tonight. Night, night. This is the Dome saying, Genie shared papers lessened, shared joys increased. Dustin Cal refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Check it out with this. This is my timey-wimey detector.